Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always the way out. And it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. This is Teresa, and it's another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast, and oh, you're in for a treat today. I get to have Melissa Kanan share her amazing, well, presence, and then story with you. So Melissa and I have spent some time together. We're on a retreat together, and she's one of those like, you have to come to my podcast because people will love you kind of connections. And so Melissa, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here, Therese. Well, are you ready to roll? Ready. Okay. So why don't you start by telling us what you do in the world today in business and what you love about that? So I help high-powered female CEOs use their feminine energy as their 10x growth strategy, um, which is a pretty bold statement. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What that, uh, what that means is that, you know, I'm helping women really access the most powerful version of themselves, which Mm. is more of an unbecoming than it is a becoming. And what I love about the work I do, a couple of things come to mind. Like I get really giddy when (laughs) she comes back to me with sex wins is one of my favorite. (laughs) Like sex wins. S-E-X, yes. sex wins. Yes, okay. yes, yes. <laughs> like this is a whole woman's approach to yes. life and business yes. and yes. relationships rather than, you know, this compartmentalize, let's just work on your business. Let's just work on your intimacy. Like it's a whole approach. And so um, she has those wins. And then shortly after she'll have a huge win in her business because That's a awesome. turnaround woman is a, is an incredible um, business leader. <laughs> I really like where we're starting here, darling, (laughs) because so many, so many women compartmentalize that, like you say, and, or they just cut that part of themselves off. Right. And they're just running adrenaline and male energy to get shit done and getting laid. Apparently has got some good stuff for them. Right. (laughs) But you know, like, like do women fight you on that? Do they look at you like, no, I'm here to grow my business. And then you have to go, oh, sit down. Like, how, how do you, how do you get women to accept this? You can tell where their priorities lie. I always say that business, high powered business women kind of have two running fears at any given time that sort of play tug of war with each other. And one is losing the momentum that she's already created. Cause it's like, I have put blood, sweat and tears into this thing. And the other is doing all of it alone, like, like without a partner, without somebody to really share what she's created with and share her life with. And these are like this tug of war inside of her. But it's interesting because, you know, it different, it differs, varies um, client per client, whether or not she's 
shows up and we talk about her business every time. And then I'm the one that says, okay, now how does that pattern show up in other areas of your life? Or is she showing up and she's like, you know, talking about her marriage or talking about um, even her Mm -hmm. sex and what that's like. And then we're going, okay, then how does that show up? Got it. Got it. I love it. Well, you can't take yourself out of your business. And so I love that you integrate all the parts. Okay. So I know you have a story that is really depicting your experience with feminine energy and how, how it impacted you. So why don't you just start with that? Yeah. Um, thanks. So it was about the end of 2020 and, um, I ended up in the ER because I had this severe pain in my side and I, I have had, I'm about to go in actually right now uh, in 2022 for my fourth kidney stone surgery. So I know what kidney stones feel like. And I was very sure that this was not a kidney stone Mm -hmm. thing. Like I know my body well enough to know where that pain is (laughs) different pain, but it was there. And I was going, is it appendix? Is it, I was, you know, we were really freaking out. And of course they, you know, went through all the, um, all the different tests to try and figure out what it was. And ultimately, which was what my intuition said. And that was very validating for me that I do know my body. My intuition said, this is your ovary. Mm. And the doctor said, the only thing that I can think it could be is your ovary. We've already done all these different tests, x-rays, et cetera. And we don't really have answers here. They sent me to a different ER. And, uh, and then ultimately at that ER, they sent me home and they made a referral wow. to a, um, to a woman's health doctor. Mm-hmm. And I went in there and then we did some different tests and they found that I had this massive growth on my ovary, um, which I always have been prone to cysts on my ovaries and, uh, you know, they've shown up at varying times. We never knew consistently that it was the same one because mm, how okay. they work is they can come and go and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, but after, uh, after kind of doing some of these tests and things, and then I started going back every month to figure out like, what is this and what's it doing? We determined it was a tumor and that it wasn't going away. As a matter of fact, now it was growing. So I went into, I'm, I'm a big believer that I don't want to get cut on and go straight to like yeah, kind of right. yes. medicine yes, uh, yes. route if I can avoid it. So I, I was like, okay, like how much time do we got? Like, what's your, you know, thoughts here. And then like, I went into, uh, you know, any holistic things mm-hmm. I could do. Mm-hmm. And I started spending, um, oh, probably maybe eight hours a week week, uh, on my health, even though I had also just hired a new business coach to scale my business. I knew I was ready to scale my business. Yeah, yeah. All this stuff happened, right? That's just how it seems to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, you get to test your resolve on yeah. what you say I, you I'm still a yes, still a yes, still a yes. Yeah. So I, it was very strategic. I, I put in um, lots of time for me to do, I did light therapy. I did, you know, all kinds of these uh, different holistic approaches, um, uh, the Rife machine and all these different things. And, and I also was following really uh, specific strategic, strategic steps to scale my business. And um, one day I was, I was sitting at home and I felt like 
I've been playing, I had just started really kind of playing more with, um, with some aspects of, of feminine practice, like, uh, creating rituals and, and okay. things. And so I have this sweet little table that I sometimes will use and will feel called to put things on it like mm-hmm. an altar of sorts. Mm-hmm. And I, and I felt this at this particular time, it was like, walk around your house and ask for help from your ancestors because you're going through something big and you might have ovarian cancer. It was like, right. it was like yeah, it was like, okay. Okay. And I went walking around my house and I found little, I just would, you know, okay. Oh yes. In my jewelry box, I have this family heirloom and I have uh, this thing that I have on my, um, on my cabinet. And I have this book and I have this check that my mom just wrote me and I have these different things. And, and as I looked at what was on the table, I was like, oh my gosh, not only was everything, um, something lovely from a female ancestor that I had had, oh. which I mean, I'm a pretty typical like millennial, uh, that I don't <laughs> hold on to a ton of stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, my house is full of these things. It just, so happened that these are the things so very strange yeah yeah and they all had something to do with money and my family's money story as well Hmm. um one of them i have this mother pin and it's made out of uh pearl um some kind of pearl ivory something Mm -hmm. and there's a a note written on it handwritten from my mother about how this was my great, great grandmothers. And this must've cost them so much money. And this must've been such a precious gift because she knows they didn't have very much money. And, and then, like I said, then there was the check and there were a few other things that had to do with their money story. And all of a sudden it occurred to me that I had to go through this thing while growing Mm. my business because my female ancestors were actually deeply invested in my success and my Ooh. growth, healing my money story, healing my business story. Um, and the level of abundance that I was able to uh, allow flow through my life and the level of impact that I was able to call in. I felt like they were literally like, we are very interested in this. And um this, you know, it was a revalidation of something that I already knew, which was that as I am doing these things for myself, I'm mm-hmm. healing them. I'm a healing right. their story. And that's what I was going to ask you. Had you had much connection to them before? Did you, did you tie in them and your business or them and your money? Not at all. Wow. Um, because I think that I still probably even a little suffer from this whole, like, money isn't spiritual business isn't spiritual right. even though every single time that i hit a glass ceiling in my business it's some deep thing inside of me <laughs> i know like it is so spiritual but right. i still kind of you know That's have funny yeah yeah separated in my brain so this was a huge aha for me particularly the women too i was so surprised right right, right. i the women in my family were um very disempowered in a mm. lot of mm. and um their stories are are really sad I <laughs> <that>. I just, yeah <laughs> my heart really feels for them and so 
to feel that even, I even felt the spirit of my mother who's alive, but her physical self is not able to really be, um, she's not living in awake. She's not awake. She has no idea who she is, the power of who she really is. And so we, we don't even, um, you know, speak right now, but, um, I felt even her. And, and so, and there, I recognized that there were things I needed to heal in my, um, relationship with my female ancestors that was directly tied to my, um, to heal and grow Mm -hmm. and to my ovary. So uh, the other thing that I do is I'm like, okay, it was my left ovary that's having this issue. And I'm saying to myself, I teach about femininity. I also teach about intimacy, right? This is the area of uh, your left side of your body is uh, the side of your feminine energy. Mm -hmm. Your ovary is clearly attached to being a woman. And Mm -hmm. your ovary is also the area of like, you know, sex organs and things, right? And I'm like, I've healed all this crap. What the heck? Right? You know? But there was still some layers here. Yeah. So, um, so one day, the, the most profound experience that happened, there, there's two big um, things that happened during this experience that I want to share. Um, one was uh, one day I was sitting in the um, medical intuitive spa that I like was going to yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, hours and hours every week. And I was sitting there doing some meditating and I felt the spirit of my mom's mom mm. to me. And I was so angry with her. Um, Wow. My, my mom's childhood was um, horrendous. Absolutely what no one should ever be asked to endure. And when she, when my mom went to her mother, finally to tell her what had happened and what was really going on, Mm -hmm. she didn't do anything about it. Uh, and she was providing for the family at the time. Um, she could have easily divorced her husband and, mm-hmm. but, but she, she didn't protect her daughter. She didn't. Yeah. And so there was a lot of anger, um, that I had held on to about that with her. I didn't really know her that much in mm-hmm. our, like, um, you know, she died. I want to say when I was 14 or something, um, And she came to me and we had a frank conversation with her on the other side of the veil Mm -hmm. where she was so apologetic. She was like, I, Mm -hmm. and, and what I recognized in what she was saying was something that I've seen in client after client, which was, I didn't think I was good enough to find and to share my life with if I left this man who had agreed to share life with me I thought I would be alone forever and I thought this was the better alternative and I see now how wrong I was Mm -hmm. but it was a low Mm self-esteem that gets passed down yeah Mm -hmm. and so often I serve these you know high-powered business women who on the outside look so tough, but on the inside, they're in relationships that are not in alignment with them at all. And these are incredible women. 
who should have their pick of the, yes, you know, yes. Well, let's, let's just go there. So, so if, if somebody's listening to this going, oh my God, she's talking to me. Right. Cause it takes tremendous, cause, cause that gap, right. This is the world that sees you high power. And yet you're sacrificing yourself. You're settling. There's, there's that disconnect and discontent that you're trying to like pretend isn't there. How would you instruct somebody to, to, to close the gap or to, or to begin to look at that? What, what do you teach people around this? Number one, number one is this piece where it's not even about the relationship necessarily, or about the other person, the partner that you're with. Number one is, are you listening to your heart? Um, You have that relationship with your heart where you trust what it's nudging you towards, or do you shut it down when it speaks? Because your heart is telling you if this relationship is serving or not. And it doesn't always mean the relationship needs to end or, you know, it doesn't always mean that it might. It also, uh, it also nudges us when we're single and, you know, I'll meet a lot of women who are like, I don't need a man. I don't need a relationship. <laughs> I'm like, well, what does your heart say? <laughs> Damn it. You know, <laughs> right, right, that right. is literally the yeah. first key and step. And it's right. recognizing at some point in your journey, if you're not listening to your heart, it's because you had an experience that taught you, you can't trust your heart. And so begin mm-hmm. to mend that because it's never true. Sometimes we follow our heart and it does lead to great heartache, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that our heart led us astray ever. Our heart never leads us astray. Right. Right. We really know how to listen. Maybe we need that experience, right? Maybe that, that heartache was part of our next level of growth or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. So what about like, you know, this is epigenetics, basically, this is, this is the ancestral stuff that gets carried through. How does one start to discover? Cause you, you're already aware we're, we're getting you the, you know, the book is towards the end here. You're like in the, you know, and what if yeah. somebody's brand new and, and it's like, wait, what my ancestors like, so, so how do you work with women around discovering their ancestry story, discovering the impact, like, like that kind of stuff. It, it, this comes up for some of my clients and then for some of my clients, it doesn't, you know, okay. I think uh, for, for some we're, we're very ready and for some we're not, and that's okay. But if you do feel called to that, mm-hmm. um, well, there's some like strategic things like, uh, there's some apps that I love that I literally have family history apps on my phone. Okay. I'm like a total genealogy nerd, <laughs> actually. So, so there's that. And, and, you know, it's like something where if there is some stuff to be healed with that, I think once you're, once you um, kind of like turn your ears on for it, stuff starts happening. Mm. Um, like all of a sudden, you know, grandpa Joe calls up and is like, Hey, do you want these old letters? Um, uh, yeah. Right. 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 You know, like stuff just starts yeah. happening. So that's really cool. But, but I would say that often our, our ancestors are there. I really believe there are guardian angels mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're there. And so, and you probably have these experiences too, trees, cause you're so intuitive where I'll be working with a client and it's like, okay, it comes through once and I might ignore it. And then it comes <laughs> Oh, sorry. And I'm like, okay, your grandma is here. Like, I don't even know if your grandma's dead. Is she yeah, like, right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yep. just getting her a little bit open to, to uh, recognizing or even beginning to look for that. 
And then I also teach a process. Um, it, it starts with just journaling. And you can start even by writing with your opposite hand. So if you want, like, I think that all this kind of stuff around like, oh, I need to hire somebody to channel whatever and the TV shows around. Yeah, channel. Right. You're like, or you have that ability in you and you don't have to bypass it. And it doesn't have to be some earth shattering, crazy thing that like, it, you know, literally you can pick up a pen. And if you have a question for your answer, ancestor, or you have something to share with your ancestor, just write it down and then take the pen into your other hand, your non-dominant hand, and just be open. The answer. See see if there's something that will come through. I I love that you made the connection. I think this is what people have to know is you take on or perhaps bring in with you your, the money stories that your ancestors, you know, and like your disempowered grandma, your disempowered mom. And so Talk about, so finish the story of how the ovary, like, like it all happened together, right? Like, so that was on one hand, we could say that was so horrible. That was terrible. We had to go through that. And yet I'm hearing you go, it was an opportunity for more growth. So, mm-hmm. so talk about how that dynamic happens because it happens all the time when you're ready to up level, right? It's like, shoot, look what I have to deal with now. So Yes. And, and also I would say that because I have an emphasis, I know that I thrive when I, um, I make space and make a priority for my feminine energy, mm. um, which to me is lots of time to go inward, lots of time to, uh, to, you know, heal, to do these things that, mm-hmm. um, it could have been, I could have made a different decision. I could have literally <laughs> just looked at my, uh, doctor and said, get this thing out of me right. as much as possible because right. I need to be a workhorse for my business. Right. And I, I, I felt because I have this relationship with my own intuition that that wasn't yeah. the route I was supposed to go, mm-hmm. even though I did ultimately end up going in for surgery. Mm-hmm. We just delayed the surgery and this process, you know, I just let the process unfold. And you got the gifts. So what was, what was different? Yeah. I mean, obviously you have a less, one less tumor, <laughs> but at the end of that, and, you know, like having the ancestors there, like, like, how does that work today? How does that amplify the feminine energy and the, and the way you show up in the world? Mm. Well, the first thing I want to say is I doubled my income twice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that needs to be said. And that's why my... Even though my tagline cut, I don't actually really love it. Like I more to speak to the woman who's listening, who's skeptical about feminine energy. Cause I say, I help women use their feminine energy as their 10 X growth strategy. And to me, the, even the phrase 10 X growth strategy, I'm like, it's so but it's because but it that's works. Yeah, where yeah. we're at. We're like, I need a 10 X growth strategy and I needed it yesterday. And right, <laughs> the right, thing right. Is, is our feminine energy, when we really are willing to go, oh my gosh, like there is something divine inside of me that is seeking mm. to forward. And can I let this process also be that platform for me to know myself? so deeply so that I can actually be powerfully the purpose and impact and influence that I'm meant to be on the planet. Like that is where it's at. And that is when, when she's when, and this is the case for me now as well, doing this and calling that in allows me to, um, actually experience fulfillment and experience my true power in every aspect of my life. 
So, um, you know, how that plays out for me now is I, you know, still running a very high powered, beautiful business. And I love the work that I do. And I feel very fulfilled in that, but I also have the relationship of my dreams, which Mm -hmm. continues to grow. We continue to experience fulfillment together and even step, you know, layer by layer into what it means to be a power couple and, and what that looks like for us uniquely. And layer and layer into um, things like sex magic and stuff, like ways that he and I can like manifest our life together. Like it's so fulfilling. And then I have four kids and what used to feel like a drag. I mean, to be totally honest, I did not know how to show up with my kids and actually like this thing that was so demanding. You know what I mean? And they're all very close in age and stuff. Yeah. And just two weeks ago, I took the week off. I took just me and my kids. My husband just started a new job in uh, February. So it was like not time for him to take off. Yeah. Just me and my four kids went and stayed at this cabin on the coast mm-hmm. in California. And I had such an amazing time with them because, because I know that seat of who I really am. I can look across at my kids and begin to see who they really are. I enjoy them. And it doesn't feel like that, um, heavy weight, like demanding something of me. Yes. Oh, oof. That picture is magnificent, but where, where, let me, let me just ask about you. How did you get into this? Cause most people buy into the, but you have to work. You have to like, you know, 10 X that masculine push, 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 push. So how did you get into it? And then if somebody's listening, going, God, that sounds so yummy, but I'm kind of afraid to like drop what I'm doing now to migrate over there. Right. So mm-hmm. there's a couple of mm-hmm. questions. You can pick one or go to both. Um, I, I had a huge awakening of, of what really mattered most. And that was me being fully expressed in my true nature um, before I even started my business. So that for me has been a ground that I come back to over and over. So then as I started my business and certainly I've hired enough, um, experts who have told me do this spammy thing and do that. And a hundred percent I've done them. I'm very good at being a good student. And I definitely want to do, if they tell me this is going to move the needle forward on your business. I'll do it. Yeah. Okay. And yet, because I have this anchor, um, being in alignment matters so much to me that, that it's like after a period of time, I'm like, oh no, I can feel. And it is my goal to get that, um, that gap very yeah right right. I can go no this strategy is out of alignment Mm -hmm. (laughs) so so there's that and and even even in saying that you know when you talk about um she usually we don't realize how afraid we are Mm -hmm. of of actually stepping into this feminine place so instead I get a myriad of different excuses (laughs) No, I've done enough work on myself. You know, I, um, financially, that's just not a priority right now uh, or, you know, because it's so seductive, right? If you have, you're, you're trying to decide between, uh, stepping into your feminine goddess power, yeah, which feels very unknown. And what does that even mean? And how am I going to see those tangible results? Right. What is the like hardcore ROI, right? What's the ROI? What's the ROI? It's letting go of control or, or life as you knew it, the old paradigm. Yeah, really is versus 
Well, I also have this guy over here who's vying for my attention and he's got this very specific strategy and he says, I'm going to, you know, uh, do X, Y, Z in this amount of time. And so that happens. And a lot of times women will choose that. It's like, I'm not ready. I am still going to keep uh, investing in masculine energy um, systems and uh, structure, structural pieces. Uh, I, you know, I did a poll, uh, not uh, just a few months ago and I found it among only high powered six and seven figure business women. Mm-hmm. And I found that, um, 90% of them had invested either a hundred percent or 90 to a hundred percent in only masculine energy. Wow. Wow. Mean that they were hiring men. Don't let that. Yeah. No, I get it. But that, that way of being, yeah. Yes, they were hiring. It was all about doing more hustle, producing, um, you know, getting the numbers like and and so we we do need that. Absolutely, we do. But when we only invest in masculine energy uh, strategies and tools and we feel so burnt out at the end of every Mm. day. What result do you think you're going to get? You're just going to get more masculine energy stuff that make you continue to feel so burnt out. So, uh, so, you know, that's what I would say is, is look, it's like that law of insanity to continue <laughs> to do the same thing over right. and over. At what point can you look yourself in the mirror and say, I have all the strategies and yes. that I need. Mm-hmm. What I need now is not, you know, to learn the next, I need to become a podcast host I have right. a yet or whatever. And at what point can you honestly say, I need some sort of next level tool that will elevate me from the inside out? Mm, I use those words all the time. And you know, you are such a beautiful embodiment because you're very feminine. You're gorgeous. You're very feminine. And you you got this, you can do all the stuff. You can make shit happen. You can, you can have the hard conversations. You can, but it's it's supportive. It's in service of in addition to leading with all that. So you have a beautiful blend of the masculine and feminine, but like final note, if somebody's like, okay, okay, I want to do this, but where do I start? Obviously we're going to direct them to you, but, but like what one exercise or one place to say, here's how you bring the feminine in. Here's one thing you can play with or try. Um, I love this question and um, she's going to hate the answer. That's okay. So, so often with my clients, when they first come in, our, our biggest um, uh, chunk of time is spent helping her feel her feelings, mm. like literally. And, you know, it's like, oh, but, you know, we're so saturated with this conversation about how we're accepting our feelings and whatever. But what, what would happen if you right at this moment, we'll just do it right here, right yeah. now, experience it. Think of something that caused you discomfort recently, some sort of internal discomfort. And then bring that into this present moment. Like put yourself back in that place as much as you can right now. And then notice where you feel the discomfort in your physical body. And just get really, really present with that, sitting with that, being with that, not running from it, not trying to fix it, not trying to do anything about it, just feeling it. 
And if you notice several places in your body, what I say is go to the one that's the loudest because our body is using our emotions to try to speak to us. And then I get real curious with it. Maybe I know the name of the emotion. Maybe I don't. Maybe I just feel physical sensation. So I start asking myself questions like, okay, does it feel tight or loose? Does it feel sharp or dull? Does it, does it feel hot or cold? And then I just be with it until I notice a shift in some way. Often I'll set a timer for one minute. And usually that's all it takes. Just being with that feeling in your body for one minute. And once you've allowed yourself to really be with the feeling and you've allowed yourself to get still now, there's an opportunity for this emotion to serve as like a compass and it guides you to what you deeply value. And it could be just even a momentarily thing. Like, why am I feeling this feeling? Mm-hmm. What does it indicate? that I deeply value that's missing for me Mm -hmm. this moment. So you're inviting more presence inside, more awareness of who you are as opposed to, but just one more fat funnel will make it better, right? (laughs) That's a beautiful starting point. Mm -hmm. And it taps you into your desires, which is where I really feel like our feminine power is. Like, again, I said this at the beginning. Um, Do you listen to your heart? Do you trust your heart? Because your heart conveys your desires and your desires literally convey your whole life purpose. Mm. Like, I don't have the same desires you have, Therese, and you don't have the same desires I have. Where did those desires come from? (laughs) Our most true, true desires. There are some, you know, surface level egoic desires that were, you know, formed from our nurture, but our truest desires are literally the blueprint for how we're to have the most fulfilled life and create the greatest impact. That is a mic drop moment. That is a magnificently, magnificently said. So Melissa, where can people find you? And I think you have a free gift. Yes. Um, come to my website, www.melissakeenan.com, M-E-L-I-S-A-K-E-E-N-A-N.com. And there you will find, I have a free intimacy guide. And I mm. also am running a interview series with um, called Chronicles of the High Power Female CEO, where you can hear from other uh, seven plus figure business women who are, um, you know, really changing the narrative around how we do business and how we do life. And uh, one more thing I'll say is if you're on Facebook, you can search up women manifesting intimacy. Mm. Uh, That's my free Facebook group. Beautiful. This has been a delight. And I I really, I love the example because I think when people think femininity or feminine power, it's the very, you know, yoga teacher, 
struggling and you're not any of those. You're and you have to and ask powerful. yourself, right? yeah. when you see that, you have to ask yourself, I literally just created a post that's going out this week. I created okay. it last night that says, when you hear feminine energy, you yep. think to yourself, uh, has she ever created any success in her life? Right. Because that's the, um, it's a, it's a complete um, disservice that we've done. Mm-hmm. We've tarnished the feminine mm-hmm. and we don't really know what it is. Right. So yeah, thank you for saying that. Yes. Yep. And so, so you, and then I love the idea of your podcast sharing this because this work needs to be in the world because we, it's not sustainable. Like women cannot run on that energy for a long time. We, we, we sell our sell our souls, sacrifice our health, our children, our families. And so I love your message about the way to a rich, rich, rich life is through embracing the feminine. And so thank you for being such a beautiful model for that, darling. So much, Therese. It's been lovely. Good, good. So I'm going to ask you listeners, think about who needs to hear this. So when you, when you tune in, I want you to say, wow, who do I know? that needs this message, that needs an invitation just to ask the question, what does your heart want? What is your heart telling you? So think of two people and share this podcast with them because they're, you know, that's how it works. That's how women, we support each other, right? Like let's share this stuff. Let's get more of this out in the world. All right. Thanks again. Peace and blessings. Bye now. Thank you. Bye. Hey, I really appreciate you listening to that last episode. And I would love to get to know you a little bit more and to get to connect with you on a deeper level. And here's what I suggest. I've got a Facebook group that corresponds with the content of these podcasts. It's called Fiercely Brilliant Women in Business with Therese Skelly. So if you just search Facebook, Fiercely Brilliant with Therese Skelly, you'll find the group. It's a really nice group. It's a small group and I'm super active in it. Each week, we have a lot of supportive conversations. I share a lot of resources. I do a lot of coaching on the spot. And I would love to have you join me there. So if you like the vibe of this podcast and you want to hang out with a pretty darn cool community of women, join us at Fiercely Brilliant on Facebook with Therese Skelly. Alrighty, peace and blessings. And I hope to see you in the group. Bye now.